chapter number six, and we want to look at wrapping up our study of spiritual warfare, Ephesians chapter six, and we're going to read one verse, verse number 18, Ephesians chapter six and verse number 18. We have examined all of the armament of the soldier that's engaged in spiritual warfare. And tonight in verse number 18, um, the scripture somewhat takes a turn. And there are some that will argue that this, that prayer is an aspect of the spiritual armament. And although I do agree that prayer is a weapon that we have in our spiritual warfare, I think from the uh, Paul's perspective here in Ephesians chapter 6 that um, prayer is really listed not as a piece of armament, but rather a behavior of the soldier. And so although I would agree 100% that prayer is a weapon, a tool that we have, in the case of Ephesians chapter 6, it is, I believe, listed more as a temperament or attribute of the soldier. It is a duty that can be used as weaponry, but mostly as a mindset and a heart that is imperative for spiritual warfare. The truth is we are engaged in battle, correct? We're engaged in spiritual warfare, and, um, uh, and again, we recognize from Scripture that our warfare is not against individuals or against people. Um, it is against the attacks of Satan, um, and so we must remember that. And so the Bible has given us these attributes or these areas of armament for us to prepare ourselves for the day of battle. And then we come to verse number 18, having taken on the helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit, in verse number 17. Verse number 18 says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And so here in verse number 18, we see this attribute or this characteristic of prayer that is listed four times. Um, that's a lot for it to be listed in Scripture, in one verse of Scripture. Matter of fact, it's listed more so prayer in this one verse than any of the other armaments or uh, material of spiritual warfare that are listed. Prayer is the essential thing that is listed here in Ephesians chapter 6. So he says, watch this, praying, one, with all prayer, two, and supplication, three. In the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for, for all the saints. I'll be honest with you, as we began to examine this, um, it's interesting that he uses the terminology, and of course this would have been in Greek, but it's praying always with all prayer and supplication. And what is the difference in prayer and supplication? If you begin to research it and study it in the original languages, both of them, both prayer and supplication, deal with going to God um, in prayer conversation. And so really they are very similar, but there is a distinct difference as well in these two attributes. And so prayer is the means by which we converse with God where we make our requests known to Him. Prayer is saying, Lord... There is a need, Lord, there is a, um, a desire, Lord, there is a burden, Lord, there is a, an emotion. I'm feeling love, discouragement, hate, whatever it might be. 
That is what prayer is. It is having a conversation with God, much like I'm having with you at this moment. Prayer is having a conversation. Supplication, on the other hand, um, it is a, really a term that refers to a special kind of prayer. It is prayer, but it is a more specific prayer in that it is uh, prayer um, uh, for obtaining a blessings or uh, adverting evils. Really, when you look at the Hebrew counterpart in the Old Testament where this word supplication would be used, often it is used for a people that are weeping or wailing or crying out out of despair. It is a pouring out of one's spirit asking God to intervene or move uh, on behalf of you or someone that you love. Prayer is when I go to God and say, Lord, I'm facing uh, uh, the day today, and Lord, I want you to know I love you, I need you with me, and this is prayer, it's that conversation. But when you get the phone call that someone you love has been in a horrible accident, and their life is on the line, and you go to God with deep pouring out of your heart and emotions, asking or begging of God to move on their behalf, that is supplication. It is a specific prayer that is prayer, but it's a specific aspect of prayer. And so the Bible says here, we have this spiritual warfare that we are engaged in. We are to take on the armament that is to help us to be defensive, but also offensive uh, weaponry. And we have, uh, we have all of this that has prepared us to engage in spiritual warfare and to withstand the attacks of Satan upon our life. And, and so, and then we, after the end of this, he comes to saying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. I think there's a few ways we can examine this tonight, and I want to do that. And uh, one aspect is that he's saying, listen, praying always. In other words, as you place on these armaments, as you place on the weaponry and, and take up the spiritual armors, do so with prayer, praying always. We know that as believers, we're supposed to do everything by prayer. And so I think that Paul is telling us, listen, as you prepare to engage in spiritual warfare, when you put on the, uh, the waistband that girds your waist, do so with prayer. As you look at putting on righteousness, that breastplate of righteousness, and you seek God's righteousness, do so with prayer. When you look at having your feet shod with the gospel of peace, do so with prayer. When you pick up the shield of faith, do so with prayer. We must pray believing. When you take on that um, helmet of salvation and that salvation, your, your trust in God, do so by prayer. When you take up the sword of the Spirit, pick it up by prayer. Prayer, he says, after all this, he says, praying always. Now, and I, and, I, and I believe that the most important aspect of spiritual warfare is this avenue or this area of prayer. 
It's imperative that as we engage, we must be prepared to pray and spend time in prayer. And for those who have been here the last couple of Tuesdays for our one day, we're having a time of prayer together. We're praying at the end, and we're having a group that engages in prayer on behalf of people. And it's, we're not just doing this because as Christians, we know we're supposed to pray, and we want to look spiritual. Sometimes, you ever prayed that way? Have you ever prayed just because that's kind of what you were supposed to do? I'll be honest with you. I'm the preacher, and I have prayed before just out of habit. Now, that's a pretty good habit to have, but there are some times where I've just prayed out of habit. But it's more than that. It's saying, listen, we, we pray not just for habit, not just for spirituality's sake, but we pray because we are engaged in spiritual warfare. I want you to know that I engage in spiritual warfare on a daily basis, and so do you, whether you recognize it or not. You are engaged in spiritual warfare. Or I should say, rather, you are involved in spiritual warfare, whether you're engaged with it or not. If you're not being defensive or offensive in spiritual warfare, um, then you're just full-blown taking the attacks of Satan and you are of little effect for the cause of Christ. And so Paul says here, praying always with prayer and supplication. Now watch this, in the Spirit. I, I, we talked uh, months ago about prayer, and I'm not going to backtrack and teach on prayer all over again, but the truth is we should learn to pray in the Spirit. That is, we should learn to engage in prayer, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to work through our lives and, and work in us. And I want to be clear that prayer, I believe, is warfare. And sometimes some of the biggest aspects of spiritual warfare that we face are not external, but rather they are internal in this matter of prayer. The truth of the matter is, one of the biggest areas I struggle with and fight my own flesh and spiritual warfare is when it comes time to pray. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you fight insomnia, forget counting sheep. Try to pray. You'll doze off real quick. I mean, I can be engaged in prayer, praying for something or someone or a matter, and Satan or my flesh will try to put in my mind everything in the world to think about, to worry about, to distract me, and all of a sudden I have spent 20 minutes in prayer before and about 15 to 20 minutes into it realized I've only prayed for about a minute and the rest of the time I've been daydreaming. Do any of y'all have that problem? <laughs> Boy, I'm glad I need to talk. <laughs> That's the way it goes, ain't it? Satan don't want us to pray. And Paul recognized that if we are going to be effective in spiritual warfare, that we must pray. Praying always with prayer, or with all prayer, and supplication in the Spirit. Watch this. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Paul says, listen, why do we pray with prayer and supplication? What's the purpose? He says, being watchful. Being watchful. We are at our most vulnerable, just as any army is. We're at our most vulnerable when we're caught by surprise when we're caught off guard. 
when we're not ready, when we're not prepared for the attack that's coming. And when we are caught off guard, we are at a disadvantage. And Paul says, if you're going to engage in spiritual warfare, you better be a person of prayer watching being watchful to this end. He says, be ready. Be, be, be engaged in spiritual warfare. Open your spiritual eyes through prayer that God may speak to your heart and strengthen you and prepare you for the day of attack. Because it's coming when we least expect it. When we're not ready, when we think everything's under control. The manner in which... Uh, to one of my commentaries, says the manner in which a soldier takes up these last two pieces of armor, which they are calling prayer and supplication, as being armor. And I don't necessarily agree that they are armor, although I think that it's not so much armament, but it is that the soldier is not idly sleeping, that he is engaged, he is alert, he is attentive, he is spiritually aware. Christians are to pray continually in the Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit, with all kinds of prayers and requests, and their requests are to be for all the saints because of Satan's spiritual warfare against Christ and the church. In the Greek, all occurs four times in this verse. Either as all or always and all times or every time. And so it's imperative that we are always ready. And so I think that this aspect is of spiritual warfare is that we are engaged, that we are alert and I think that we are all guilty of this, but maybe not so much. I think normally on Wednesday nights we have more of the, I often call this more of our core of believers. You know, it's the one, and, and some are core that just can't be after work and other reasons. But a lot of times, you know, you're, you're, some of your most dedicated Christians are uh, your Wednesday night attenders. And um, I'm not knocking or throwing shade at anyone that's not here. Some people have very legitimate reasons not to be here. But, but I think that most of you here are are, are Believers who are serious about your walk with God. Yet even for you and even for I, if we are not careful, if we are not cautious, we will get caught up of going through the routine of Christianity that we are not engaging in prayer for spiritual warfare and without even recognizing it, we sit back, we relax. We're like a soldier who set his gun down beside the building or the tree and is propped up and the enemy catches him off guard. And I think that's the way some of us go through our Christian walk. We're just complacent. Not intending to do that, but just complacent. I'm a deer hunter and a turkey hunter and... If you've ever been a hunter or you are a hunter, then you'll probably have stories that you can tell. And, and I wish it was just one story, uh, but I can't tell you how many times through the years be out in the woods and decide, you know what, I'm going to go to the restroom and set your gun down somewhere on the side of the trail and walk off. And sure enough, here comes a buck or a doe every time. I can't tell you how many times I've been turkey hunting with, a, with my buddies out turkey hunting and and um, I was on one place off a wood, a wood uh, station road down towards Calhoun, Georgia. And we were there hunting. And we had uh, 
said, hey, you know what? We'd been in the truck. We'd got back. I said, you know what? Let's go over here and look for a minute. And we went there and we looked and left her, both of us left our guns in the truck. And we're sitting there talking like I am, just loud. And here comes this big uh, Tom, a, a big uh, turkey, come walking by, right by us. I mean, we've been hunting all day and hadn't seen one. And as soon as we didn't have our weapon on us, he come walking right by, almost laughing at us. I mean, walked right by. We could have reached out and touched it. It came so close. And if we're not in careful, I think the same thing happens in our spiritual walks. We get so used to thinking that we've got it figured out, we're okay, we are immune from Satan's attacks, that we've done this road enough that we're okay. And when we least expect it, gotcha. He's there waiting to attack our lives, attack our minds, attack our marriages attack our family, attack our children. And we're sitting back going, what happened? Where did it all go wrong? And Paul says, listen, we are facing spiritual warfare. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end. We know in Scripture that we are to be watchful and to be engaged in prayer. Luke chapter 18, verse 1 says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and to not lose heart. Jesus said that men ought always to prayer. Romans 12, 12, Paul said, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Colossians chapter 4, verse number 2, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, Pray without ceasing. Do you believe the Bible wants us to pray? I believe that he says that his house should be called a what? A house of prayer. It's vital. It's important that we learn not to cease to pray. The apostle here is aware that this is no light demand to be made. People very easily take their difficulties to their fellows instead of to God. The power of prayer is gained by systematic discipline. And I won't uh, go into, I think we've even looked at uh, spiritual disciplines, but I encourage you as believers to engage and learn spiritual disciplines. Um, Sandra don't even know, I bought a new book. I love books. I'm always looking for an excuse to buy books, but I bought a, uh, I love spiritual disciplines and learning how to be disciplined spiritually. And I got a new book that came in the mail today and I've got it for our family to start. It's family disciplines. And it, so it's teaching our family how to pray and have spiritual disciplines together as a family. And I'm, I'm excited about our family getting engaged in this. But it takes work. To be a person of prayer doesn't come on a whim. It doesn't come just out on a flip of a switch like, oh, I'm going to be a person of prayer. I promise you it takes labor and work to be a prayer warrior. One of the greatest prayer warriors I know is my mother. She really is. 
We don't always see eye to eye on everything. But I love her. And she's a prayer warrior. I think um, if I had right now a urgent prayer request that I knew I had to call somebody to pray, my mom may be one of my first phone calls, if not the first. Because she prays. I think every Thursday night, Tuesday night, it, it, it's changed some, but once every couple of weeks, sometimes every week, depending on what's going on, she'll spend all night in prayer. She has, she'll have hour-long prayer meetings with lady friends, and she, I mean, she'll pray all, all night long consistently. She knows what, that didn't happen overnight. You don't stay up all night praying without practice. It's taking a life of being dedicated to prayer. Learning to pray. Pray without ceasing. Be disciplined in prayer. Act in prayer. Labor in prayer. Kind of like the gym. I know it doesn't look like I've ever been to a gym unless it was a sandwich shop named Jim's. But I, I used to go to the gym, I promise. And when I was younger, I actually... I was pretty strong with a dentist. I, I was pretty strong when I was younger and worked out all the time. Um, and now I've went back to the gym here a few years ago and thought, I'm going to get back in shape. And uh, I'm telling on myself, I, I shouldn't do it. I, I need to learn to be quiet, Brother Gregory. I don't know why I tell you all so much. But I thought, oh, I can do this. I ain't worked out in 20 years, but I threw a couple hundred pounds on the bench press bar. I thought, oh, I'll pick up. I used to bench over 300. I know 200 would be no big deal. And uh, it was about 4 o'clock in the morning. There was nobody working out there but me and this young teenage girl on the other end on a treadmill. And, boy, I got that weight up no problem. I thought, oh, I got this. And I went down with it, and I didn't have this. <laughs> and I hollered, and that young teenage girl had to go there and help me, and I had to fall out from it and wiggle out from underneath those weights. And it was embarrassing. My pride got to me. And I learned that real quick. I wasn't as strong as I used to be. It takes work to gain strength, and I think the same thing applies to prayer. If we're going to be people of prayer, we have to exercise prayer. And maybe we start off at five-minute list, but pray. I recently, a couple weeks ago, um, started a new journaling thing that's on, on my phone, and it's an app called Prayer, and I put it on my phone, and I'm, I'm loving it. And so um, I've got each... I've got prayer list that I put every day of the week, and then I've got specific areas of church or different pastor friends and different things in my life that I'm praying for. I'll, I apply them to eat different days of the week, and so uh, today's Wednesday. I can hit prayer, and it'll show me my three prayer lists for today, and I can go through, and I can check that I prayed for them, and, I, and, so, and then tomorrow at 7 o'clock, it automatically alerts me that, hey, I've got to pray. So Tuesday mornings, when we're in prayer meeting with all of our men, uh, about 6.45, my phone dings, hey, it's time to pray. I'm like, I'm already praying, shut up, watch. Uh, and so, but it constantly reminded me, hey, it's time to pray. And maybe you don't have that problem, but I do. If I, I've learned that if I don't journal it and write it down, it doesn't matter how well-intentioned I am, I just don't pray. I just forget about it. It's not that I don't care. I just don't remember and so learn to pray, discipline yourself in prayer. Jesus prayed. 
He labored in prayer. His disciples, you know, they, they did miracles. They had their faults. They were, not, they were not perfect. But one of the requests they asked of God was when they examined the life of Jesus. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to preach. I want to be a preacher like you. And he was the greatest preacher. But when they watched his life, what did they say? Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, we want to pray like you do. We've never heard. We've heard the priests pray in the temple, and they do their, all their little fancy prayers. And, but, Lord, we've never heard nothing like you. Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus, God in flesh, prayed. Prayed till his blood, his sweat was his blood. He went up in the mountains. He would take himself away. He went in the wilderness and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. He was a person, humanly, of prayer. And how in the world are we going to be effective of impacting our family, impacting our community? Unless for people of prayer. I love Brother Eddie. I'm not going to pick on him tonight. But Brother Eddie, um, we first came here. I hadn't been long. And on Thursdays, we went out to eat. And we were sitting there at Waffle House. And we were talking about prayer meeting on Wednesday nights. And Brother Eddie, he, uh, he let me have it. And I loved it. And uh, we had some great conversations. He said, the preacher, he said, I want you to, he said, you better not cancel prayer meeting. He said, no matter what we do, he's reminded me several times, he said, prayer is the most important thing we do at church. You know what, Brother Eddie? I agree with you. And I told you that. I've tried to live by it. Prayer is important. Without prayer, everything else we do is ineffective. The classes we teach, the sermons we preach, the songs we sing, the testimonies we give, the meals we cook, the labor we do without prayer, we're just wasting energy. And Jesus said, be a people and a house of prayer. If we're going to engage in spiritual warfare and we're going to be effective, we must be watchful in prayer. That's what I had tonight. That is wraps up our study on spiritual warfare. I hope that y'all have uh, been blessed by it. Um, I have enjoyed studying it, and uh, not that I haven't studied it before, and I know that I haven't shared anything groundbreaking. I don't think we've been earth-shattering in this study, but I hope that it's re-encouraged you about engaging in spiritual warfare.